Bagseed Chronicles. Hello, welcome everyone back to the Bagseed Chronicles. This is Uncle Dig. I know it's been a while. I had a bit of a vacation. I had a friend come and visit, and we played music, and I harvested some weed, and then he left, my friend left, and I thought, now it's time to get back to the grindstone, and then I got a little under the weather. So now we're back, and I'm hoping not to get sick again. We're done with continuous ukulele playing. In fact, you've heard the continuous ukulele playing. The person that plays ukulele for this podcast, Chad DeVillier, was actually here visiting me. So it was a lovely visit. It really was. And I had a lot of fun. But today, I unfortunately do not have a guest. Although I do plan on giving you a very, very short history lesson about bongs. So I hope you stick around for that. And if you stick around till the very end, you will get to hear some bad back porch blues by yours truly. Um, But before all that, I'll bet you were wondering what's going on in my garden. Uncle Dick's garden update. Hi. It is the 18th of September 2021 and we are in gardening zone 8b and this is Uncle Dig with a garden update. First off, harvest news. I harvested the CBD Dutch treat that flowered early and she is currently curing in jars and has been for about a week. I got a decent yield off her and I'm curing her now. I was out of CBD weed so I am being naughty and already dipping into the jar. She makes a sweet, aromatic joint that produces a thick, voluminous smoke that is sure to entice your neighbor. Or piss them off. Whichever. It is loud. It provides a mild, short-lived, euphoric mind high that quickly dissipates into a soothing easing of the tightness of the body. It is excellent for my joint and back pain. It also quiets my seething mind. But that is short-lived with the high. It is excellent for the first joint of the day, whenever that is for you. I start my pot-smoking day with a half-gram or a full-gram joint of this, depending on my mood and pain level. She is advertised at 4% THC and like 8% CBD. I've grown this strain twice outdoors now. Two finished plants and two more on the way. I have been happy with the plants that I have harvested. CBD Dutch treats, a pretty cool plant. Now, my other two CBD Dutch treats are in week four of flowering and are looking good. Both are tall plants. They're over my head. And I have to check them, the buds using a ladder. They don't smell too much, but they are developing excellent bud structure. Now... Onto the strawberry dream bag seed. This plant is doing extremely well. It is also just coming into week four of flower. It has some of the best looking buds 
of all the plants so far, this plant is starting to smell like a sweet, funky fruit. Just a little bit. I'm sure she'll get more bodacious as time moves on. The star killer was fed for the last time yesterday. And I had to harvest some buds last week that finished early. This plant will force me to harvest in smaller sections as the bud seems to be all in variable stages of development. Um, more on the healthier pheno than the sparser one. I was advised that the strain is challenging. I maybe should have listened. I hope the flavor is worth uh, the extra work and stress. So far it has been. Now, the Alien OG is probably the smallest buds of any plant that I'm growing this year, but they are a satisfying color. They are still adding bulk and taking on a nice purple hue. They smell like space fruit. I don't know what a space fruit smells like, but that is what this plant smells like, and it's lovely. Um, I'm hoping that um, now that we're getting some rain where I'm at, that that the air will clear out, we'll get a little more sun, and we'll be able to, uh, some of those buds that are a little smaller, we'll be able to catch up. I really hope that's what happens. Now, the Black Domina smells amazing. Um, she was fed for the last time yesterday morning. When I wake up in the morning to do my garden chores, and I step out on my back porch... The funky, spicy aroma of this delectable plant engage in a romantic interlude with my nose. I can almost taste the semi-sweet smoke drifting on the breeze. Can you? I was worried the last few weeks that I didn't get a colorful pheno, but now the plants are darkening up nicely, and I hope to see some dark buds soon. I've got some bad news, though. The less colorful pheno had a horrible mite infestation. I had to harvest it um, yesterday afternoon um, because I've kept finding more and more infected sites. So I just cut all the infected buds off and hung the rest. Um, it didn't quite start going amber yet, so it's going to be a little premature. But sometimes you have to do this stuff if you get a really bad infestation of something. My suspicion is is that because I fell behind on spray, I, I, I skipped a spray um, while I was on vacation or whatever, that they, they were able to get a foothold. Um, I've sprayed. I'll spray again soon. I, have, I don't see any other sign on any of my other plants. Um, so hopefully it's a localized mite infection. Oh, I love the way this bud tastes. But this is the second time I've gotten mites on the Black Domina. So I don't think I'm going to grow her anymore. She seems extra susceptible to it. So I think I'm going to retire Black Domina after this run. So I may uh, I may give the seeds away or something. I don't know yet. So that kind of sucks, but I was able to save some of it. So I've probably got like a little bit hanging in my garage. But um, not near as much as I would have. I probably lost half of that plant. It's very upsetting, but... This is kind of this kind of stuff just happens um, when you grow uh, consumable plants, right? Um, but good news, uh, onto my uh, salsa garden. I'm harvesting more peppers than I can eat 
or send to my wife's work, I'm going to make some semi-sweet hot sauce with the rainbow chilies while I wait for the tomatillos to finish ripening for more garden salsa. I unfortunately may have to buy cilantro, as I have mostly harvested that already. Now aphids have been making an inroad in my garden, and there may be thrips in my vegetable garden as well. I sprayed Dr. Zymes night before last, and will spray again in two or three days um, when the rain stops. This time I'm going to spray the veggie garden as well. I skipped that last time, and that was a mistake. Uh, please stay safe. It is harvest time. We've got a lot of work to do and not much time. Don't get complacent. That's how injuries and law troubles happen. We are almost there, my outdoor gromies. In a couple more months, if we are a lot smart and a little lucky, we will be sitting on jars of good medicine to smoke with our friends. Let's overgrow the world. I am Snidely Whipplebottom III, and on this week we take a break from our regularly scheduled program, Perfidious Albion, A History, to join our counterculture correspondent, Uncle Dig, on his quest to discover the history of the <clears throat> water pipe. Maybe you'll learn something. Probably not. Thanks, Snidely. Everyone who is a seasoned consumer of cannabis owns at least one. Some of us collect them. They're like the sword of a stoner. The constant companion of the cannabis consumption conundrum? I don't know. <laughs> I love bongs. Bong's a Thai word. It happens to be a Thai word. The Thai word for bong means water pipe, so that's super enlightening. I use my bong daily. I own several. I clean my bong once a week on Sunday so that when I offer the hateful Hebrew God an herbal authoring, he seethes at my mastery of the earth. And Lilith rewards me with a most precious heady high. Someone is coming, folks. Dance the dance of the divine feminine. Woo! All right, anyway. Uh, and, mm, mm. Anyway. The oldest bong goes back to our pot-smoking metal horse warrior step tribe, the Scythians, who smoked out of it approximately 2,400 years ago. This bong was discovered in Russia. It was made of solid gold. If you would like to learn more about the other ways the Scythians use cannabis, check out episode 13 of the Backseat Chronicles. Howling Scythian stoned. Now, historically, bongs or water pipes or hookahs, which are kind of the same thing, really, when you get right down to it, are used to smoke tobacco or cannabis or opium. But other herbs were sometimes used. Some hippies cut their bowls with lavender. You do you. I ain't about smoking that sweet Lady Lavender. Although I have been known to mix tobacco in a bowl, although not in some times. Now, there's some other things you can put in a bong, right? There's salvia, which I recommend you do with a friend or maybe not at all. 
Bongs were more common after the introduction of the tobacco plant to the non-American world, after the Columbian Exchange. The Columbian Exchange is when Columbus landed and everything from plants to STDs uh, made its way from Americas into the wider world and vice versa, tobacco being an American plant and such. Um, filtering uh, smoke through water probably would have been like a higher class kind of thing to do just because access to water was limited and everything kind of had to be moved around in um, less than ideal ways. And of course, uh, before the Colombian exchange, tobacco wasn't known to Europe. So bongs would have been used to smoke like opium or uh, hashish, right? So that's that's interesting that like tobacco really wasn't um, a thing you would find in a bong until after the 16th century, right? So that's that's another interesting thing about it, right? And now when you go to a, a head shop in Texas, you gotta call it a water pipe. You can't call it a bong, or they'll tase you. Some believe that bongs make smoking more healthy as it filters the smoke through the water. Unfortunately, this is probably bro science, but it would be nice if it were true. It's probably bullshit, though. Now, since the 1970s, many famous artists have made bongs. Snodgrass is a favorite in Oregon. He pioneered modern glassblowing techniques. I am a fan of Special K and Noble Glass, both of them are in Oregon as well. I think Oregon is probably one of the coolest places for glass in the whole country. But that is slowly changing. As the culture goes nationwide on a larger scale, other glass artists are starting to become well-known, like Grav out of Austin and Roar out of Germany. I would like to buy a Zong one day. They are out of Arizona, right? Bongs are freaking cool. Go buy one. Go support a local artist. That's kind of the gist of it, right? There's not a lot of good bong scholarship out there. If this inspired you and you want to learn more about bongs, maybe you could be that archaeologist or scientist that gives this subject the serious scholarship it deserves. <laughs> I, I imagine that the bong was something that was just around and it was deemed by the people who owned it as a luxury item. So it wasn't really written about. People just kind of knew what was up with it. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, a performance. Let me tell you about my mother She left going down Mama gave me to this little green man uh, She gave me up when I was young
Mama gave me up to the little green man Let him take me when I was young She gave me up to the little green man mm. Oh, right when I was born I went all over Asia I left my soul in the mud Now I want to blow the mind of any man Who wants to send a boy over there Thank you for listening to the Bagseed Chronicles. The bumper music is performed by Chad Devillier. You can find him on YouTube at Ukuleles or Stupid, or on Instagram at Chadwick Enterprises. Harmonica and guitar and any vocals are performed by Uncle Dig. I can be reached at UncleDig4 at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram at UncleDig.